hey guys welcome back to another episode of make it make sense and happy new year happy 2024 everyone and i hope you all had an amazing holiday week holiday season whatever it is that you celebrate and more importantly i hope you survive the holidays with your family loved ones whoever it is that we just can't wait to get home from (laughs) i know for a lot of us that when we go see friends and family a big question is what we're doing for work, what we're, who we're dating, and it can make us feel ashamed, essentially. I don't think there's a lot of pride, especially with our parents' generation, in being single, especially if you're a woman. And needing to have a man to feel like you're doing well in life and needing to place value in creating a family based on that relationship. And I think when we go home, we're reminded of, oh, I'm so alone. We're not taking advantage of how great it is to be alone and to love ourselves exactly the way we are. For me, 2023 was a year of self-love for me, learning how to fall in love with myself, learning what made me so great, and more importantly, learning on what made me happy and what it takes to actually take care of me and setting my standards of what it means to truly love me. As someone with borderline personality disorder, I think there was always this lack of understanding in who I was and how to love me. So when I meet people now, it's, I know what I'm looking for. I know how I need to be taken care of because I've done it. I've done the work it takes to learn what makes me okay, learn what makes me feel stable and healthy and secure in myself. And that's what I know I deserve. And when I talk with my friends who didn't take, um, who like still dated throughout that time in 2023 and like got into different relationships, fell out of different relationships, it can get so messy. And so much of it, I look back on that time and I'm like wow I remember when I was going through that and I remember what that felt like and what I learned through that period of self-love is how I know I can make myself better and that I don't need to depend on anyone to give me that kind of love yes it stings always when we feel rejected when we feel like a relationship doesn't work we're always going to feel like oh like what can I do what didn't I do how could I have been enough for this person or I should have done x y and z where we automatically assume that we were the ones responsible for filling the gaps and what went wrong. When we have to think that relationships are a two-way street. As much as you want to be with someone, they have to want to be with you. And they have to want to take care of you. They have to want to meet your standards. So fluctuating that bar on how you set the standards you have for your partner, don't let it fluctuate and don't let it bend easy. I like to say, when you're setting the bar, you're setting your standards for someone, make it reachable. And don't make it feel like you're digging a hole just to give them something to stretch on. Because when we do that, we're saying that we're not worth it. We're not worth someone working harder to love us. And if anything, I feel like that's how we meet like these little boys who just want mamas to take care of them. Because they don't know what it's like to actually take care of you as a woman, not as someone being their caretaker. I, with dating, especially nowadays, and with all the misogyny and all this bullshit going on with that, women are falling back into the identity of role maker or being pushed into that category or we see that media around toxic masculinity that isn't what a balanced relationship is it's not based on gender it's based on values it's based on morals and it's based on a balance on how to take care of one another it's a partnership you are learning how to care for each other and i think the most important thing to start with is learning how to take care of yourself and learning how to fall in love with yourself learn what kind of partner your partner is going to be working with and you know how great you are that they get to be with and when we focus on ourselves we focus on why we're so great why we're so lovable we get to know how great we are 
and we already know it versus having to worry about it. And brings me into my first point with being likable. A lot of the times when I feel like we go on first dates, especially, I know I'm guilty of this too, where I'll come back and I'll be gushing over how all these things that made me think that he likes me and that gave me such a confidence boost that I'm not taking it the time to actually realize, do I even like this person? Do I just like this person because they like me back? Like what's like I lose my own opinion and if I genuinely find this person interesting or uh, worthy to me. And I, that's like where I am guilty of dropping that bar. And babes, there, let me tell you, there is nothing more embarrassing than when you drop your bar for someone that looks like a naked mole rat, all right? Don't do that. Don't embarrass yourself like that. Do not do yourself a disservice. We can giggle tee hee ha ha about it later, but then let's remember, let's move on and not repeat patterns. <laughs> know your worth and know that you deserve better than that. Know you deserve the fucking world. It's again, like knowing that you have a Gucci bag and someone telling you that $3,000 is too expensive for it, that you should sell for cheaper if you're gonna want someone to buy it. Like, no, if you're gonna want someone to buy it, you want someone to know its value to buy it, that knows that it's worth $3,000, not discount it to 30 bucks at TJ Maxx for some anyone to pick up off the street and just be like, oh, I like it because I like this shape. Like, cool, go off, but you could have had any bag that was that shape. If that's your only standard, go find any other fucking bag until you know the worth of what this bag is. So think of yourself as that Gucci bag. Think of yourself as being at that standard, at that value. And when you're meeting all these other little boys, that's what you're valuing yourself as. Let them know what they're worth, what you're worth, and see if they can see that value for you. And if not, it's not your person, then move on. And that's just how it's meant to be. And yes, it's painful. Yes, it sucks. And yes, it's allowed to hurt. But don't let that hold you back. And more importantly, do not let that be a reason for you to drop your standard, to drop your value for another person that isn't seeing it in you already. Because the right person is going to see you and accept you and love you exactly the way you are. And you don't have to say boo about it. In fact, you may not even know you're doing anything and they're just so infatuated with it. And with you and i think that's when you really know that that's your person is when you don't have to question it you don't have to question if this person makes you feel good you just know it's that gut feeling in you but it's also knowing that if you don't find that you will eventually one day it's just not now it hasn't happened to you yet and when you leave the room of saying yet you're still accepting the opportunity that it's still possible for you it just hasn't happened yet like in a story, it's like if you're reading a story and Goldilocks hasn't eaten the porridge yet. You know she's going to eat it eventually. Just like you know the bears are going to come home and catch her eventually. You haven't hit that point in your story yet, babes. So don't get discouraged if it hasn't happened to you this point in your life. You have so much more of the future to look for. And if anything, I think it's always an opportunity when one relationship doesn't work out and you're feeling a little hurt from it. Look inward and see why you feel hurt and how you can make yourself feel better. What love do you need to give yourself to get yourself feeling good again and to feeling like, I don't need that bitch, fuck them. Like what's gonna make you feel like a baddie at the end of the day? And give yourself that love that makes you feel good inside. So learn how to be your own first love, I guess too, or what you needed a first love to be. More importantly, Knowing what you find attractive in someone and what you value in someone, you know what you're looking for, so it's easier for you to spot out the red flags. And by doing this, you're setting that standard for you. You know what you're worth, and you're, you're not going to let that drop any lower because you're not going to let yourself go through that again. You learn through it, and now you know better to do better. And this brings me to my next point. 
Knowing what kind of partner you deserve starts with knowing the kind of partner you are and that they get to meet. This is how you start viewing yourself as someone of value. Like I said it before about the Gucci bag, you are that Gucci bag. What are your qualities? What makes it so special? What makes it authentic? Those are those interesting things about you that someone is going to see as valuable because they are valuable. They're what makes you, you. And that is so special because you are such an incredible human being. And again, I know I'm saying this from the perspective of someone that's a people pleaser. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure you have people please a lot of your life. So hype yourself out and don't be afraid to do that because no one else is going to do it for you. When you learn how to be your own advocate and you learn how to build that agency for yourself, you literally learn how you don't need anybody and you know how to stand on your own two feet. And that only solidifies that when you go on dates or when you meet new people, you're letting them know that I don't really need anyone. I'm letting you into my life. What are you bringing to the table that's adding value to my life? And when I say that, I don't mean like sugar daddy, like supplying for your money. I mean, like, why am I going to be with someone that I'm going to need to take care of? Why am I going to need to give away at my energy when I'm not getting it in return? Because the relationships are always going to be 50-50. I fully understand that. They're 40-60, 20-80. Like, it's all over the place. It's based on how you're able to balance out your partner. So if you go on a date with someone or you meet someone and automatically they're like, well, I want you to cook. I want you to clean. I'm not paying for dinner. Like, all these things. It's already giving these red flags that you're going to need to play mama bear to them. Because this asshole probably doesn't even know how to wipe his own asshole. So again, I'm, le- I'm going to have to take time out of my day, my energy, to care for another grown-ass person. And I'm not going to get that return because if they're showing me these red flags up front, what's a long-term relationship going to look like? Or what's it going to look like when things get serious? If a first date is too much of an inconvenience for them to pay for dinner, if them to take you out, or for them to just meet your standards, it's not going to work out because that's what first dates are for. It's that first impression of it's already giving you that icky uh, feeling. It's not for you, babes. And it's time to move on to the next. It's like Ariana Grande says, thank you, next. And move on. And again, it wasn't your person. You're going to meet that person soon. You're one step closer then. So, and when you do that, you know you're someone great because you know you're someone worth meeting. And if someone isn't going to look at you that way, then that's not it. And a lot of the times too, this can be hard because dating does bring out and can bring out our biggest insecurities. So when you do hype yourself up, you are reminding yourself that you are someone worthy of getting to know and wanting to know. And that the people that you find attractive, interesting and cool, you find them interesting and cool for a reason. Some people are going to look at you that way and know that people look at you that way and it's true and don't invalidate that. Know that you are someone worth getting to know and that you're interesting and people want to hear what you have to say. And when you recognize that what kind of person that people get to meet, it's a privilege to meet you and you have to know that it is a privilege to meet you and to get to know you and to be in your presence. So whoever you date, whoever you share that energy with, let them know it's a privilege. Not exclusively all the times, but know, like stand your ground, know you're confident, know who you are and don't let anyone tell you anything less. I know a couple times I've dated a couple guys that have tried to like shit talk me in front of me. And I'm just like, you did not like, I didn't call it out, but I just looked at them. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like what? But guys do that. Cause they're shitty. Look at the Matt Rife special. That's just how it can be. Editing Danielle here. Just a quick note about the internalized misogyny.
a lot of times shitty guys, they don't even like girls. They're just trying to impress other men because that's who they really want to kiss on the lips. I think a lot of internalized misogyny is about being mean to women for the bros. So when you kind of think of it in that context, be mean back. Be a bitch back if he wants to use you as entertainment for his buddies. And also just don't take it too seriously then. Because know that you're worth way more than what this guy's opinion is and he don't mean shit, babes. So when you think of it when, okay, and is he just misogynistic and that's the light he's using me in, that's when you need to learn how to stand your ground and move on. Because we don't want no pick-me boys, all right? Coming from a girl whose dad is the male gaze, whenever I would bring a guy over or whenever I would talk to a guy and I'd roughly mention things like the godfather, I'd like to gain a reaction to see how he, re how he feels about it. Because 9 out of 10 times, they were simping for the Mafia or Scarface or something like that. Which means that guy's gonna be a simp for my dad over me any fucking day. And I've seen it with my own two eyes. The way I've seen men treat my dad versus me and the difference in the way they treat me when my dad is not around is completely different. And now I live across the country. I live in LA. I'm originally from Chicago. And the way men treat me that are very similar to the ones my dad hangs around, the ones I've been around my whole life, it is a completely different dynamic than when I am without a man present with me, specifically my father. Because my dad is the male gay. He's a big guy. He looks like fucking the dude from Goodfellas. Like he is what a lot of guys simp for because they all want to be his buddy. They all want to be his little sidekick. They all want to be his bitch. So when I think of men and like I see how I'm being treated, I immediately think of, okay, is this guy going to want to get on his knees for my dad or for me? And if it's for my dad, it's a bye bye and I'm going to be mean back. Because if you're going to use me for your own entertainment, bitch, it's going to be fucking funny. And I'm going to be the comedian and you're going to be my punchline. So play hard back and don't be afraid of it. And I know a lot of us, including myself, are so in tune with wanting a guy to like us by playing into his interests and feeding into his interests and being just a pick me bitch. When reality babes, he doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, it's great, but you're losing sight of yourself. I always think of it whenever I make a choice that is more for someone else over myself, I'm doing me a disservice. And doing yourself a disservice is horrible. Do not do that. <laughs> From a chronic people pleaser with borderline personality disorder, I highly advise you to choose yourself as much as you can and truly make it a conscious effort. And I think with dating, when we're meeting new people, especially someone who's a romantic interest for us, we want them to like that us because we want to get that validation of feeling like we're enough to be in a relationship. But that validation doesn't need to be fake. It doesn't need to be surface level by you saying like, oh yeah, I like football or yeah, oh my God, beer is so good. Those are just some pick, basic pick me stigmas that I'm just gonna stick with right now. But those are just examples of things that I feel like pick me's or whatever you wanna call it, you, like just ways that we play into those interests that maybe aren't our favorite things. Like if you go to a beer garden on a first day and they're like, oh my God, beer is so good and you actually fucking hate beer and you love tequila. It's stuff like that where you're doing yourself a disservice by not letting the other person get to know you because you're not having an opinion. So when you get to know yourself and get to know what your interests are, you are someone of value that you're bringing your interests, bringing your knowledge to the table of the state and you're worth someone getting to know. 
And if you're thinking, well, Danielle, there's nothing cool. There's nothing interesting about me. I'm going on dates with all these cool people and I just don't feel like I'm enough. That right there is where you need to focus on. It's because that is where you need to start individualizing yourself. If you view that the person you're on a date with is better than you to some degree or cooler than you and you're feeling like you're not enough, it's actually the opposite. Because why are you feeling not enough that you feel that you have to be the one to make up in? With the right person, it's not going to feel like a put, a pull or a push. It's going to feel natural. It's going to feel a balance. So I think when we do find people that we know like us, it makes us feel less anxious because we don't have to be the ones thinking of, well, what can I do to make this situation better? You're looking for what you're lacking in to improve the situation when it just might not be a match. So when you learn how to individualize yourself, not only are you helping yourself understand who you are outside of relationships, outside of partners, but you're also knowing that you are enough because you're enough for yourself and to satisfy your own interests, your own desires, and your own entertainment. We need to stop assuming that other people know better than us because we know shit too. You're a smart bitch, I'm a smart bitch, I've been through shit, you've been through shit, and we've learned and grown because of it. So why are we deeming ourselves as being not worthy? Their, or, um, so why do we deem ourselves less than someone else's opinion? If you feel you need to have a partner or be in a relationship, I'm especially talking to you because this is a sign that you need a break from relationships and from dating and you just need to start focusing on yourself like I said 2023 for me was a year of just rebuilding myself and my identity I had for me and just learning how to self-love and I, that's something that we're not all taught I think it's most of us aren't in fact and the term self-love itself is so weird sometimes like I know it's very frou-frou-y okay but that's what we need and maybe we, even me describing it that way is the problem with it too is because we don't view it as something of importance and i think when we're in relationships we don't focus on self-love because we love loving so much right we have our partner to love to give this outlet of love and when it's and we're especially if you've been in toxic relationships we're saying we're being selfish and that's the new dialogue with it but it's not selfish to care for yourself first. In fact, it's necessary. I think time and time again, especially with parents, it's a sacrifice to put another person before yourself and to neglect your own needs. But you should never neglect your own needs because when you neglect your own needs, you're neglecting the people around you who truly care about you because they're now witnessing how you're now harming yourself at the expense of other people. And this can again lead down a whole rabbit hole of blaming other people just being anxious and just all these other things that come up when our needs are not being met and we feel like no one is taking care of us or we feel like the whole world is on our shoulders your priority should be you 100 percent of the time first it's nice to include people in and to have other people to love and to care about but you need to be the number one person in your life to give 100 percent of yourself to first and if you haven't learned to do that that's why you need to take a break from relationships first in relationships, I think like it can get so messy too, where we lose ourselves, where we lose sight of what our values are, what our morals are, because we're so in love and love can blind us and make us feel all these happy, silly little ways that, yeah, maybe we would turn a we wouldn't turn a blind eye to otherwise. 
this need to be in a relationship it puts a dependency on your partner and your happiness to make things better you're not learning how to take care of yourself if you're in an uncomfortable situation you're dependent on your partner to get you out of that and if they don't then you're going to blame them when you can get yourself out of the situation and you are showing your partner how to get you out of the situation and make it safe the way you treat yourself you're setting the example for the people you allow into your life to treat you so if you're not treating yourself as a priority you are not telling people in your life to treat you like a priority babes being easy busy being laid back yeah it's easy it's chill it's whatever but it's allowing people to treat you like that like you are disposable like you aren't of importance like you are go with the flow and no one needs to actually make a requirement with you or have standards with you because you're just you and you're don't care yes i know there's people like that but even then you shouldn't feel like you have to neglect yourself to care for another person and even in reverse with that where another it shouldn't be another person's responsibility to make you feel good or to care about you if you're not caring about you babes who is so when you're taking a break from relationships i always like to take it back to who are you when you are not with your partner what makes you you again and start embracing that reconnect with who you are before you were in a relationship or before you were with your ex and what was it about you that made you feel so good then and give that to yourself now or even when you were with your uh, past relationships how did they make you feel that you miss and especially like when after breakups or after we've missed a certain person for a long time or we are wanting their presence again or maybe we're wanting to send them a text to see what they're doing why are you asking why are you feeling that need to and ask yourself that because you're craving it because you need it it's like when we're hungry our tummies rumble we're feeling cravings it's because we're hungry and we need to nourish our bodies that's the sign our body is telling us so when our heart is craving a person it's craving something that they did that or they or it's craving the way they made us feel and what is that feeling that we're trying to get again and how can we give it to ourselves because with that that's how you show that person added to your life through giving you this feeling of love or making you feel special and that's why you're missing them you want that feeling again so with self-love and learning how to give yourself self-love start with those steps what do other people do that make you feel good and start to learn how to give that to yourself love feels good to us and we all love love so just do what feels good to you and that's kind of how you can kind of start to follow your heart a little bit more because you're trusting your intuition you're trusting how to take care of yourself because you're taking the steps to actually do it and despite how painful someone's absence is i think there is a lot of beauty in grief weirdly just because in the absence of grief means it's just a loss of love so where grief you're now feeling that loss that aching pain of missing know that it once was filled with love and that you can feel that love again from not preserving but merely reinventing ways to give yourself that kind of love whether this be through a breakup a person you lost or a toxic friendship you cut off and you're just missing them i really love this thing pa pamela anderson says it said in her documentary and she says it's to love furiously and persevere because when we break up or we have our hearts hurt we always do have a choice we can dwell on it and build walls and have our little fortress around us that no one's gonna hurt us again or we could just look back on that experience acknowledge that yes it is painful 
but it is worth it because you are allowed to love someone a little bit more. And in that way, you learned how to love yourself a little bit more too. Because at the breakup, you're still learning on what, what, what happened in that relationship. You're reflecting on what went wrong, what could have been better, what you liked, what you didn't like, and you're learning what you're looking for for the future. But the most important is to learn what how you benefited from that relationship so you don't make regrets and you don't feel that need to revert back to old patterns. Looking back on a lot of my relationships, I don't have regrets in the people I chose, the people I went out with, the people I hooked up with, because I know where my intent was. I know what my values were. I know what my morals were. And I knew exactly when I started to pull away or felt myself pulling away because I felt unsure. Especially dating out here in LA, babes. All they want to do is play games. So if I even had the slightest hint that it would have been a game, I wasn't great at communicating at that time. So I would start to pull away instead. But communication is key. In fact, I just listened to an episode that Leo Skeppy did. I think it's like episode 37 or something where he talks about not feeling enough for another person. And it really, he, he just words it so well and I don't want to butcher it. So go over there. I'll probably link it below as well for you to check out. But it's basically saying that communication is so key and with your partner, no matter new or old, or if it's just a situationship, make your intention clear so you don't end up getting hurt yourself. Because no one's communicating anymore. No one wants to share their feelings because yeah, sharing feelings feels vulnerable and it's scary and we don't like feeling like that. But it's what's necessary to protect yourself ultimately and to make that boundary clear on what you're looking for. Whether it's a hookup, a one night stand or a long-term relationship. Make your intent clear. That doesn't mean you have to fall in love with this person. That doesn't mean this is your person. This doesn't mean you have to force a relationship because you're both looking for the same thing you're just stating what you're out here doing it's like when someone asks you what you do for a living that's your job that's what your intent is dating is the same thing what are you looking for in a person what are you looking for in a relationship what kind of relationship are you looking for these are the questions you should be asking yourself and your partner before you even get into dating <laughs> i think personally and more importantly when it comes to dating and actually on and off couple dates in accepting what doesn't work and moving forward with it Learning from relationships can help you grow. I think we can always take any experience in our lives as an opportunity to learn from and just a way to do better. And I think it's that takeaway and how I can do better next time that you can especially use in relationships where if it was a situation, if it was a relationship, like for example, for mine, I learned how key communication would have been for myself to benefit me in those situations. I knew I was too afraid. I didn't want to get hurt. So I just closed the clothes off and run. Avoidant. I know. <laughs> but we went to therapy and we're healing. Okay? That's what I mean. We're reflecting and we're doing better. I'm acknowledging that what I did wasn't the healthiest, but I made the best decision I could with the information I had. And the information I had told me red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> but the again, these are these situations that you look back on and I didn't know it was red flag then. That's when we know that's like, oh, these are those roads colored glasses that everyone's talking about. It's from these periods of reflection. And I know that this wasn't meant to be. I know this was meant for me to move on from. And I could take with that and move forward with the hopes of knowing that there's only going to be better for me. I'm a spiritual good, really. You guys know that. So for me, when I think of, well, there's got to be better for me in the future, I truly believe that because the way I view spirituality and with the universe, and I think this is like maybe how other pe religious people view is that 
the universe or higher power is always going to take care of you in some way so you can't stress too much because we're only little humans on this earth trying to make sense of everything so when we take that as criticism or we take that or we take that as we're not good enough we're confirming that we're lacking something and instead of learning well why do i feel good enough and questioning why this person triggered that why are you looking at yourself as not being enough when it takes two people to break up so why weren't they enough for you how could you have done more to help yourself feel better i don't think you have to love yourself exactly as you are at that point and i think even when you leave a relationship they're like well maybe i could have done more look inward and ask yourself why you think that and be compassionate be kind to yourself in justifying your answer a lot of times too especially with, i'm not saying all but i think my experience with dating men i've had a lot of gaslighting experiences where i've been on a roller coaster of trying to process and understand my own emotions and understanding how i could have would have should have done better and then merely just understanding that it wasn't meant to be and sometimes it's just that you know what it's not meant to be that's as much as our hearts can take and that's how we have to learn to accept and move on and live a little delulu girl imagine you got chris fucking hemsworth waiting for you on the other side like what if you literally just dumped like a rap boy and you knew chris hemsworth was your fucking soulmate and he was next in line for you you dump that fucker way quicker and you probably not even cry about him right that's what i'm saying though you never know what's in store for you, you never know who you're gonna meet and it could surprise you so always keeping in mind that yes this hurts yes this is painful but i can move on from this and i could do better from this know that it just wasn't meant to be and that better is to come for you it's simply not your person and now you just know you're one step closer to meeting them all right and this is my last point being okay with being alone and not settling once you learn your worth and you know how fucking amazing you are you are not going to want to drop the bar for anything less because one, you know how much it takes to love you and get you to where you are today. And you're not going to do yourself a disservice by settling for anyone that you have to take care of. We're not going for mama's boys out here. We are going for people that are going to treat us with respect and treat us like a partner. And a partner is equal, equal. So once you know your standards on how you deserve to be treated and taken care of, don't budge on nobody, babe. Be okay with the idea of being alone rather than settling. Because when you're alone, you know you could take care of yourself because you've already been doing it. And I know this can get into hyper-independence a little bit, but in all honesty, I would rather be alone than have to baby someone just so I don't feel like I'm physically alone all the time. I know how much, I'm, how much it takes to love me to get me to where I am today. I know I'm a lot of work, but I know I'm also worth it. So I'm not going to drop my bar for fucking anybody if they're not willing to get that fucking ladder and reach, bitch. So that's my last point. And with that, I'm going to end it because I have to go back to work. <laughs> but I love you all so much. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. And I wish you all the happiest fucking new year of time. I hope 2024 is everyone's fucking year and it's the year of the baddies. It's your villain era, it's your healing era. It's everything good to happen to you, babes. And with that, I'm gonna cut it off. If you like this podcast, give me a five-star rating and give it a follow too if you want. Also follow me on TikTok and Instagram. I'll link both my socials below. I'm also gonna link my personal one too if you wanna follow me on there. I'm also gonna put my YouTube and my website if you're interested in booking a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. And I'm also gonna put my email there too if you wanna just do direct contact and we could start booking you right away. But until next time, I'm gonna talk to you guys. Oh, last thing. But I'm gonna start doing live calls on Sundays at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on my keynotes talk, Starved Heart, which talks about addiction, eating disorders and basically rebuilding your foundation of self-love. 
So if that's interesting to you, you could RSVP. There's a link in my bio as well. And until next week, guys, I love you all so much. Remember, life is easy, breezy, and beautiful. And so are you. Have a kick-ass day. Have a kick-ass week. And I love you all so much. Bye.